We have a good friend of mine on the show, Rachel. Uh, she's awesome. Uh, she's local, and I'm very excited to uh, to do this interview with you, Rachel. What you got to say to the to the people? Well, hi. I know this is pretty much a, a professional podcast. I know we're going to get a little personal on this, but um, I am a digital marketer. I started my business about a year ago now, so you know I'm I'm bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Um, but Mason and I actually met when I was working for a startup down the street on East Ave, and we became really close friends. We just we just clicked immediately. Let's go. Yeah, I uh, just to give people some context on my LinkedIn profile, you'll see that I worked for Metro Cowork, and as Rachel said, she uh, worked for uh, a startup. Um, and yeah, man, we we've been cool ever since, and I'm very excited to have you on. Uh, just to give some of the loyal listeners and our audience a little bit of backdrop, uh, you know, typically we have interviewed um, sales professionals, but we're going to be a little more versatile in season four. Uh, so please, um, if you have ideas, suggestions, feedback, please let us know. Um, the thing is, one of the things I believe is that business is personal. And so we're going to jump into the first topic of so, Rachel, what are some of your views on entrepreneurship and being in a relationship? How do you juggle both? Um, I know yourself, you know, you work for a startup. You're a very ambitious person. And you uh, now you're in digital marketing, doing your own thing. How do you juggle your personal life and your, and your professional life? Well, so I think we share similar values because we both think business is personal. Um, I think for me, and I know this sounds counterintuitive, I spend a lot of my time alone. I take a lot of alone time. And the reason being is I need to recharge. I meditate. Um, I, well, actually, we work out together. We work out at 5.15 in the morning together. We box. So that's like that's how we get started together um, and get things going. I make sure I have a really, I guess, productive and fast morning. We do chores together, so that's, I mean, it's it's quality time, so we talk, we debate through things. Um, that's, that's something we like to do. And I usually make time at the end of the day for at least, at least, this is just a minimum, at least 30 minutes of quality time together where we just relax and we're just with each other, just maybe looking at each other and, um, talking to each other and, and just really making sure we're telling each other how we feel. Um, and then we resolve anything that, that has come up during the day, whether it's in our personal life that we need to talk about, or it's between us that we need to talk through together. Um, so I think that is just so important. Um, and believe it or not, going on walks, we're like, you know, we're like an old couple. We go. <laughs> We go for walks every day. <laughs> we, go for, we go for walks almost every day. Not every day, but almost every day. We'll go for a short walk um, around the block. Maybe it's even down the street. 
uh, and we just we just talk because it's cathartic, it's nice, and yeah, and obviously dates. But that's pretty much, I would say, really important, at least for me, for having um, a strong relationship and making sure that I spend time and take time for myself and then so I can share it with him. So that's kind of how I juggle it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, sounds like you and your significant other have like a plan uh, of spending quality time together um, and things of that nature. And that's beneficial, like time, communication, like they say, communication is key. And it seems like you guys are on top of that. So extension of your significant other, how do you juggle family life in entrepreneurship, right? Um, you know, whether it's uh, parents, siblings, um, how do you balance like family time, being in a relationship and your professional life? All right, so family time, I am still working on, so I am not the expert. Um, <laughs> I am not the expert yet. Uh, I used to be like the, like a little loner kid and I, you know, I was very um, angsty. I didn't like to, you know, spend time with my family. I would go visit my sister a lot, but um, she's a lot, she's like 12 years older. So, you know, she'd be taking me to the clubs in New York City. I was like 14, you know, had a great time. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, uh, a lot of times with family, at least with my family, they're very unexpected. I mean, yesterday, for example, I planned on doing work the whole night, and all of a sudden I hear on the intercom, beep, like, my mom, she just, like, shows up, you know, so, yeah. or, you know, she wants to go for a walk. She's working, she's working at a nonprofit downtown, so, you know, that they, they're kind of, um, that's kind of where I get my spontaneity from is my mom and dad were very uh, goofy. So I think, a lot of times, <laughs> I think a lot of times, you know, it, it is hard to manage my family because they kind of just pop up um, or they, they don't plan. So, you know, I just, I've become really good at being able to just go somewhere on the fly. They like to vacation a lot and they don't always plan ahead. So sometimes, <laughs> like, well, I'll, I'll tell you one time, uh, I'd, I'd been over at a friend's house and then the next day, my parents said, um, we're leaving for Niagara Falls in 30 minutes. No, like they hadn't mm, even, mm, no, there, yeah. there was no discussion beforehand. I was like, all right, exactly. well, I'm gonna go, gonna go for a run. <laughs> And I just, I always have a quick bag that I pack up. Actually, it's right here. I always pack uh, this old, like, I guess it's stuck. But I always pack this bag up. Really wow, that's quick. amazing. Every night, yeah, it's ready to go. I always have a bag packed that's ready to go because they just wow. like to go on vacation. So that's kind of how I deal with that. Um, yeah. And I really, now that I'm getting older, I'm realizing my parents aren't going to be around forever. And... Mm. I have to appreciate them while they're here and, uh, yeah. you know, let them know I love them. So I'm working yeah. to reach out and say, hey, you want to go to dinner? Or, mm. You know, to my dad, you want to play catch and paint the house? <laughs> you know? Yeah, no. that's very that's very selfless of you. Um, so there's like three things I want to say real quick. Very selfless of you to pack a bag. Like that's showing much insight and maturity into your family and adjusting um, instead of making a conflict out of the situation, you 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 adjust. My family is similar to yours. This is the second thing I'll say. My family is similar to yours where they're very last minute. 
you know, they'll pop by last minute. Um, they'll want to have dinner or something last minute. Um, so structure and planning and, you know, far out negative. It's, it's very uh, spontaneous, like, like you said. And something you said, and I just want to tackle it so that, you know, people that are listening. When I ask you how did you juggle family life, professional life, and relationship, you said, I am no expert. I just want to use this as the opportunity to let people know in the audience if they are, you know, whether they're an entrepreneur or ambitious career person, you don't necessarily have to be an expert to be on the podcast. You don't have to be an expert to bring value to the organization you're in or to start a business or whatever you want to do in life. You don't have to be an expert. It's just about being a great person. Like you, Rachel, very good head on your shoulders, very sincere, very authentic. Um, and sometimes people would choose authenticity over quote unquote expertise because sometimes experts don't have the heart, you know, they missed that. They missed that point. Um, so now that we talked about family, I guess it's natural, um, to talk about college. So I know, you know, uh, I'm not sure if you graduated college yet. Um, and if you have, congratulations, uh, Tell me about your experience with college and your views on college and stuff like that, your journey from that, from that perspective. Okay, so it's been a long, confusing road, let me tell you. So, <laughs> I mean, when I was in high school, I mean, I would take every free period I had to take another class. I would take, I, would, I didn't have lunch. I would just schedule another class. In. So, I mean, I graduated high school with 48 college credits, and I remember being so nervous and not knowing anything about money, I had no idea what I wanted to do or where I wanted to go. I had an idea of what, you know, my uh, my sister had kind of laid out for me, and I had like opportunities with her and experience in. Um, I but I wasn't sure I wanted to do it. And um, I went to Pittsburgh. Like my school counselor said, you know, oh, you should go to a private four year. I look at the tuition. I was like, what? <laughs> like why why would i want to do that for what what like there there has to be like something better than that you know like that, that doesn't even make sense mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. i was so anxious about it i mean i didn't know anything about finance you know i was i was hopelessly like scared and confused and the one place i did want to go was out west because i skied at a high level i know you know that and um i wanted to just you know ski and go to school and that was then y'all figured the rest out. I at least knew I loved to do one thing. Um, yeah. I said, my mom said, I'm not paying for that. So <laughs> I was allowed to go six hours away. So of course I chose maximum. So I chose somewhere that was six hours away. Wanted to be as far away as possible. I said, you know, whatever. I'm going to try and, you know, make it on my own. I got this. I didn't, I didn't have it. I did not have it. So it's, you know, I went to a four-year at first, and I just didn't feel right. Like, even though my parents had saved up money spending that much, not knowing what I wanted to do, my friend passed away, and, I like, so, you know, some things happened, and I was like, you know what, I can't do this right now. I got to take care of me. Because all that time mm. I was grinding in high school, I didn't take care of myself, and I always put academics before my mental, my personal aspects of my health Mm. so I took time off 
I had so many credits anyways. I mean, I could be like, I could be asleep for two years and I could come back to school and I'd still be entering as a second semester sophomore because I mm. just had that many credits. So I was like, yeah. hmm. And then I went to MCC, the community college here. It's the top 1% community college in the nation. So I was like, what's wrong with this? Um, why wouldn't I go to this? Um, yeah. But it was always talked down in my community because it's like upper middle class and everybody's trying to act like they have money that they don't have. and. Um, it, was, it was like the butt of everyone's joke, like, oh, if you, you know, you're going to end up at MCC, they always say to people, if they're doing poorly in a class, I'm like, well, you know, that's a really good financial, like, why wouldn't you go? Why yeah. wouldn't you go? It's one-tenth the cost, and then when you can transfer after two years and get a degree from a really good institution the last two years. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do I, you know, I was like, I didn't understand why you wouldn't want to. Um, you know, so then I ended up going there and, you know, I wasn't challenged enough, um, but I was just taking time to just get back to normal and take care of myself. So I just hadn't, I didn't learn really how to do that and give myself that time. So I needed that time to just take care of myself. Um, yeah. And then I really took that time uh, a year, two years ago, two years ago. I'm not great with dates. Two years <laughs> ago, I really made sure I took that time because I was still struggling with taking these external things and using them to place value on who I am as a person on the inside, like my mm. innate value. Uh, because I didn't have that relationship with myself. I had really low self-esteem, so I placed a lot of value on my appearance. Um, and I didn't think I had worth unless I unless I, try, I tried really, really, really hard and I proved myself, and then I was worthy of being anything. So I was yeah. like, that's not cool, Rachel. You need, to, uh, you need to work on that. And if you don't, it's going to follow you through every single thing you do, no matter if you do well in school or not. And my yeah. body was at the point that uh, I was physically, like, breaking down. I was sick all the time. Um, and, like, my mental health deteriorated. So I said, I need to change. Like, I need to get better um, yeah. and not feel this way about myself. It really changed my worldview. Um, so for me, it was more of, a, it was more of like, a understanding, hey, a lot of people are phonies. And they're trying to look like they have money that they don't. And there's nothing wrong with saving that money. Right. Um, I think, and I think that's true more than ever now. Because, I mean, school prices have inflated far past inflation. I mean, there's a huge, I call it like a bubble in education. Um, and then two, I would say, take care of yourself. A lot of other countries, people take a year off before they go to their first year of college. Um, right. Why waste the money if you don't know what you want to do or if what you want to major in is something that maybe you aren't going to make that much money in, go to somewhere that isn't as expensive because right. you're not going to like get the same return on your investment if you want to be an art history major. Right. Don't, don't go to a really expensive school. <laughs> Unless, right. I mean, if, you know, if your parents can pay for it and they, they want you to, I mean, 
even still, I would say try to try to do you know try to invest in something else. Um, yeah. So that's my opinion. Um, but now that I've kind of found my, I've taken a hold of my personal health, my mental health, yeah. and I've kind of started like starting my own business was really a turning point for me because I had so much self-esteem. I had so much more swagger in my step knowing uh, that I started my own business. Hey. I, yeah, I Let's did it. it. Yeah, as you know, walking down the street, like, they don't know. They don't know. <laughs> like, I'm so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, I can do this. I'm not working under anybody. I've always been a person who's gone against the grain and um, it's not like I've, I've always worked hard. Um, I just, I don't always agree with people and I'm all about truth and I'm all about innovation, um, and putting people first. So that's really where I found that like my self-esteem was like finally where it needs to be that and dating my boyfriend. I mean, he's been awesome, um, and helping me with my personal development so that like now that I'm here, you know, I can get an A in life and get an A in class. <laughs> powerful, you know? powerful. Get an A in life. Oh my God, that was amazing. That was amazing. Yeah. Right there. Get an yeah. A in life. You know, don't you yeah. know if you're if you got other things going on, get an A in life first. Then yeah, get an A in life and then and everything else. Yeah, that's right. that's powerful. This is a good plug for self care and personal development. Um, to take that time, like you said, you were in school and you were self-aware to, to take care of yourself. Uh, I know for me personally, uh, I know in 2017, after I um, got a divorce, I had to take a year off from, you know, pursuing any type of um, ambitious pursuit to take care of me, you know, to, to learn emotional intelligence and to develop. And I honestly feel like if I didn't take that time, I wouldn't be the man I am today and be able to accomplish the things I accomplished and make the connections uh, I'm able to connect and even meeting you. Like, you know, that's how I got plugged in with Metro Cowork. So um, that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. And uh, another thing too, you started your own business and it's in the digital marketing industry. Um, the last thing I'll ask you is, you know, what are, what are some of your views of social media right now? Uh, what are some of the trends you are seeing and like, what do you want to see more of and less of? Okay. So I will say that social media right now is very polarizing. I think a lot of media right now is very polarizing. And that has to do with a lot of macro trends um, in our economy, uh, where we are as a nation and just where we are globally. Like there's rising populism. Um, right. We've been debasing our currency. And there's a lot of friction due to our bipolar, like our, not bipolar, bipartisan. <laughs> but maybe it's the same word, I don't know. Bipartisan yeah, system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe by the bipartisan system. Um, there is a lot of divisive language being used, and there's a lot of deceptive campaigning. And there is a lot of, I think, anger and just a, there's a there's a, because it makes people act but there's a lot of people who are very upset without all the facts who are being drawn to um these causes that they're so impassioned about 
but they really might not completely understand the system that they're upset about. They might not be an expert in that area. They might not have done their due diligence and you know isolated for variables and done, you know looked at the statistics. I'm sure people don't do that. I maybe yeah. I just do that. You know, and maybe my boyfriend and I just do that in our free time because we're nerds. But I don't assume people want to do this. Mm. Um, but if if you, I think right now social media is a place where a lot of times we passively consume things mm. and we take them for face value, and we don't realize it, especially if you're just sitting there scrolling mm-hmm. and you're not taking it into your own hands to look into something. Is this true? Like, mm-hmm. is this viral mm-hmm. video true? Is this, is this um, rally, like, organized by a real person? Is mm-hmm. it? That, and you won't even think to think about that. But, right, right. Um, because I work in digital marketing, I know that there's bots, and we, like, I've personally used bots for my clients to get like make it look like they have more followers on their on their Instagram and make them like auto like things. I mean, you know, and it's complicated stuff. I wouldn't make. I wouldn't think normal. Not normal. I wouldn't think the average person is gonna like think about that. You know, they're probably very trusting of what they're you know the people they're following, what they're doing, but. Um, a lot of these campaigns and the, these kinds of deceptive advertising comes onto their, their their phone or a lot of misinformation on the media, I think, makes people really upset. And I think especially right. especially during an election year, um, things can become very volatile and people, people can become very, very upset and, and there's a lot of discord between one another. So, so for me... I've taken a step back from a lot of my, I guess, social media work. I still do my digital marketing and I work on people's businesses. Oh, my cat. Hey, what's the cat name? Hi. Her name's Monty. Hi, Monty. She's super cute. Thank She's you. She's super cute. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't pay attention to her for too long, she gets upset. So I would say, I mean, for me, I've had to take a step back. I've taken like yeah. a, a a social media detox, and I do this yes. every four years. <laughs> right. Um, you know, and and it's for a reason, and it's for that reason. Um, there's a lot of people with a lot of big budgets that use their money to advertise for to gain popularity, and I just don't want to see it. I don't know enough about politics. I don't want to be involved. Yeah. When the time comes, I'm going to look, and I'm going to look at the candidates, and I'm going to see which issues I agree on, and then I might choose somebody, and that's how I'm going to do it. But I am not going to be sucked into it for an entire year about something I probably don't uh, likely understand the full extent to which this is. I mean, I probably don't even have the correct schema for understanding a lot of these issues or war or anything. I don't Mm -hmm. know. It's not, you know, I'm going to focus on what I know, (laughs) what I can control. Um, and I think a lot of people should do that. Maybe it's not as extreme as me and just like not going on social media right yeah. now. But I take the time to focus on what I can control and my community members um, and my friends that I know personally that I have more believability. Right. <laughs> and they, you know, I know that this is probably more likely to have happened because I know this person something happens to them, I can personally be their friend, be there for them. Um, and I think that's really important is being there for your neighbor, being there for your friend, your community members, 
like one of my church members, she is Chinese and she Nihama. <laughs> What's that? I said Nihama. That's that's uh, Oh Chinese oh oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's super cool. She's one of our choir members and she had to get sent back to China and wow. she said um, it's like they had to be self-quarantined and she's like, if mm. you would keep any message, she has to terminate her cell phone number because wow. our countries are, have really, are really tense. Like the, the relationship mm. between China and mm -hmm. Europe are really tense mm -hmm. right now. So I know personally right. from my personal contact, I mean, she sent this to our whole choir and we're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like wow. this is serious. You know, this right. is like, this is serious. So I know her and I know, I know to say, wow, okay. So I, I know this person and this is, She's a credible person. I know her personally, and this, she had to get sent back to her country, and so I know, I know that, I yeah. know that to most, like more probably be true. And some of the things that I wasn't there, I mean, I, I, I don't know. There, there was no scientific, like there was no like investigator there trying to figure out if something really did happen. And if they are, I mean, a lot of that's not public information. So if I don't know. I'm not going to act like I know or get upset about things. Exactly. So exactly. That was very long winded. I hope that wasn't too much of a rant, but I, I just want people to be taking care of themselves during this time. And um, yeah. so that's why I've taken a step away, even though social media is a large part of what I do. Um, and that's yeah. why I'm not, I don't, I don't niche down so far to right. that, even though I, that is a lot of what I do. Uh, because yeah. that's that is like you know i don't think it's helpful for a lot of people right now <laughs> yeah so this is a good plug for people to do their homework no pun intended because we talked about college <laughs> and to do their research you know right. what i mean you might be on social media whether it's facebook instagram youtube whatever you watch a video you see something on the news the media articles make sure you do your homework people um don't just believe you know, don't take things for face value. You you, you got to do your research. Right. Um, I would like to thank you uh, for being on the podcast. Some of the things I can think of that are some takeaways, uh, you know, get try to get an A in life and in your professional life. Um, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a balance, whether, you know, if you're a listener and you're in a relationship or you got a family situation and, you know, try to get an A in life and, uh, you know, A in your career or business. And then as far as, you know, if someone want to go to college or start a business, you know, you just got to look at yourself and also take care of yourself. Like, yes, we got to make money. We got to get academics and all of those things, but don't strive so much for those things that you don't take care of yourself and your personal. And as far as social media, as we just talked, uh, you know, it, I, you know, Rachel, I don't feel it's contradictory that you're in social media or digital marketing and you're taking a break from it. You know, you're being self-aware. Sometimes that's what you got to do. You know, sometimes somebody might be in finance, but they might, you might be like, oh, you're a financial advisor, but you went on a vacation. Well, it's okay to go on a vacation. Like, it's not always about saving money. Sometimes you got to treat yourself. So just want to thank you. Um, thank, thank the listeners, too. If you listen to this podcast episode, uh, you know, in the comments hit 585. Rachel and I both are from Rochester, New York. That's our, that's my hometown. Um, you know, to represent hit 585, uh, this your boy Mason. Rachel is on the episode. And thank you for listening to the Lunch Break 
podcast. Thank you, people. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Lunch Break Podcast, where true sales pros go to share their stories on their lunch breaks. If you enjoyed this episode, give us a rating, share on social media, and make sure you come back for more episodes on Season 4 of the Lunch Break Podcast, where business is personal.